Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. Welcome to Season 2. <laughs> is that what we're going to call this? Yeah, so this is the, the first season is over. The first season of life? No, of the podcast. I know, but that was a really long season. <laughs> it was 114 episodes. <laughs> I'm not saying season two will be shorter, but it might be. <laughs> we're just we're just really calling it season two since we've waited like yeah. six months between. I mean, we took such a long break. <laughs> it was like a year or something. I don't know. It was really a long time. And uh, you know, looking at the statistics on the 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 podcast, we've still been getting quite a few listens. Really? Yeah, people are still catching up. <laughs> <laughs> So, season two. And uh, I guess, you know, we're always in a new season of life. Yeah. Here we are. We have a high schooler now. Yes. And we have a new middle schooler and a second grader, which that still seems kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I take them up every morning and I drop them off at three different schools. It's crazy. It's really wild. So, so I don't even, I didn't even look and see when our last episode was. When did our last episode air? Do you know? I do not know. I think it was maybe. I have no idea. Like May? I don't think it was. I think it was longer ago than that. Mm -hmm. Just a few, a few years ago. (laughs) But it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's a new day. Yeah, we'll God's just, mercies are new every morning. Yeah, and so is the podcast. It's a new <laughs> podcast. Every year. And you know, for, for all you know, you, you may not hear from us again for another two or three years. <laughs> it was actually, you're not going to believe this. It was November. November 30th, 2018. That makes sense to me because I think that was our last marathon. Yeah, we did the marathon month. And I think then, the marathons really ruin us for podcasting. Yeah, then we just hate it. Yeah. Yeah, we need to stick with just one every year. Our marriage uh, struggles to make it through marathon podcasts. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where we do 30 in a row. Because it's hard to talk to your wife like that. <laughs> when you talk so long. It's hard to talk, you know, for other people to listen. That's true. We say a lot of stupid things, you know, mm-hmm. but to try to, to try to say stupid things that other people might care about is yeah. that's a lot of pressure. To record them. <laughs> record your stupid things. But it's been, uh, it's been, uh, so we haven't, I mean, we, they don't even know how our Christmas was. <laughs> uh, let's not go back that far. I don't even remember it. That's the thing. What did, what did you get for Christmas? Do, you, do you remember? Idea. I got you a ring. No, that wasn't this Christmas. Really? <laughs> did we get you a bracelet this Christmas? We yes, got you a bracelet. We got you a bracelet. bracelet. And I don't, my big gift was... You shopped all for all your gifts yourself. Remember, this was that year that you kept opening all these surprises oh, yeah. that you had bought yourself. Do you remember what any of them were? I don't... Shoes. Yeah, and just bought me some stuff. Ties. Oh, well, I, no, I remember one of the things I bought. That just, A remote control truck. Uh, well, I bought that for myself <laughs> at uh, at Walgreens. <laughs> and uh, But the, the thing that really surprised your mom that I wanted for Christmas oh. was uh, silverware. Yeah, silverware. And, and uh, glass containers to put leftovers in. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what I got for Christmas. Because we yeah. hadn't gotten new silverware since we got married. And, yeah. and I'll tell you what, when you've been married for 20 years, nobody throws you a shower. No, they don't. I think everybody needs about a 20, about 15 years would be perfect. Mm-hmm. A, a mm-hmm. little shower to replace all those towels that have holes in them. Yeah, and, makeup all over them and yeah. everything that happens in, in, with all that cool stuff you get. To get some sheets. Yeah, some new water hoses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we kind of kicked along, I guess, after Christmas. We had the new year. Are you, we, are you really going to recap the I'm last year? I'm just trying year? to figure out what happened. I, <laughs> it's sad that I can't really remember. We, you know, It was a whirlwind. Things were really busy. Yeah, it's been super. Life is busy. Yeah, we've been busy. We take kids to dance. We go watch sports games. We coach sports games basketball not we i do yeah yeah then 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 before you know it it's may and everybody's graduating and you're doing um you know dancers dance recital then that comes into summer camps and vacation we did a big vacation this summer we did the big disney world vacation well we really did more of a universal vacation yeah so disney is high um and, and Universal was throwing a big sale. Yeah. So we took advantage of that, and we were able to go and have a great time in Orlando and uh, kind of experience all the Florida magic. Spent yeah, some time was, at the beach. It was great. Then we had to come back, and all the camps went. And then it was August. School started. Summer band started for our high schooler. And she really, uh, she really, I think she's really liking band. Mm-hmm. I do too. You know, she likes marching and she's also on the debate team. Yeah. So she's getting really argumentative. Have you noticed that? <laughs> she's yeah. arguing in a more professional way now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, tonight's big argument was like, don't listen to music while you do homework. That's probably the oldest argument anyone's ever had with their parents, right? Turn yeah. that down. You know, it's kind of <laughs> one of those. I felt like an old man. Yeah. Turn your music off while you're doing your math. <laughs> the strange thing is you work that way all the time. You listen to music while you work. And 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 it's te- and I, my product is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm the so I know better than anyone not to do that. I if I listen to music when I work, I have to listen to classical music with no words. Mm-mm. I can't handle, I mean, she was sitting there singing along to songs, trying to do math problems. I mean, that's just not going to work out. And, and it, was it just me or was it like all 80s music? Yeah, she was listening to some. Yeah, some really, welcome to the jungle, you know, while you're doing math. You can't concentrate. <laughs> so. Don't stop believing. That's what she uh, yeah, was singing to whenever yeah, you made her turn it off. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Quit believing. <laughs> Yeah, she can't do, you know, algebra and foreigner journey. Who's, who's saying that? I don't know who's saying that. Uh, so, um, you know, it's a, she went to a thing yesterday called Congress and found that to be very entertaining and amusing and came home and all these kids were making... Uh, like mock mock resolutions to to submit to the Congress and then argue for and try to get it voted on. So they're practicing legislative 
action or whatever. Yeah. But the funniest one I thought was the very last resolution was a resolution against one ply toilet paper. And it's ironic that you found that so funny since you keep insisting on buying one ply toilet paper. It's always paper. an accident when I do it. Why do you do it? Because if, you, well, let me just say this. I agree that one ply toilet paper is probably something everybody in America could get behind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> high five. <laughs> oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> so one ply toilet paper is one of those things where everybody can agree that uh, it stinks. <laughs> You know, obviously, obviously, like something like Charmin is number one, and one ply toilet paper is number two. But you keep what happens is <laughs> you're so funny. What happens is you buy the good brand, but you keep buying the basic version of the brand, well, maybe, and therefore, yeah. You buy the one that has forty eight rolls or something crazy, but, but, and we're stuck with it for. Three months. But if you take one ply toilet paper and just double it up, doesn't it become two ply? No, it's not the same. It doesn't work that way? No. I don't know. I decided, remember when I turned 40, I decided that we were only buying Cottonelle toilet paper. Okay, so that's the brand you want, Cottonelle? Yes, you cannot beat that. No, I don't know. You need to start buying the TP. I know what happens is you go and you look at the price and you think it's not worth that. No, I don't. I don't think that. I just go back there and grab Charmin, and I guess I'm grabbing the wrong thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I thought that was a funny resolution. Like that is one anybody could run on that and win. Yeah. You know, just stand up and say, "We're not going to do this one ply anymore." <laughs> I know some of you guys are going to have a hard time not buying it because it's cheap. We're going to outlaw it. One ply toilet paper is hurting the morale of our country. It has taken. I mean. It's, uh, you don't think about it, you know, until, you, until you're desperate and then you yeah. realize how miserable you are. Well, what keeps happening in our house is you buy the one ply, we use it for a couple of weeks so we can't take it anymore, go buy good toilet paper. And then every time we run out of good toilet paper, we have to go back to the one ply because you bought a huge <laughs> bale of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, go out there in the shed. I've got about three tons of one ply toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so she's having fun though Sawyer's having fun he's the 6th grader he just uh, got his uh, saxophone uh, okayed tonight so he's uh, you didn't get to go he got approved to play the saxophone in yeah. the junior high band I gotta admit I was rooting for trombone I was rooting for tuba I was not gonna allow him to play any instrument that had double reeds but I got to admit, the saxophone, it's a pretty awesome instrument. Yeah, it's really rock and roll. I mean, it's very rock and roll. It's one of the, it's one of like the most rock and roll, you know, band instruments. Yeah. So I, uh, we started looking for a saxophone. I think we found one for him and we're going to have a sax player. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll jazz up some of our. You know, if he learns to play yakety sax, yeah, it'll all be worth it. You think he'd learn that by Christmas? 
Is that the we one? We can only is dream. Yeah, much less play it. I don't think sixth graders really play that one. No, I don't think so either. Boots Randolph is the one that recorded that and made it famous. Mm. Boots was a really famous sax player. Must have had big feet. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, how are, how are things going in your world? Good. You've yeah, had, um, you've had some good blogs lately. Thanks. Yeah, you've been knocking them out of the park. I am um, in that time of the year where I have a major adjustment of the kids going back to school that's always kind of a a hard time for me because mm-hmm. I don't like it when they go back to school I'm lonely yeah it's just a big empty house yeah yeah we just we all drive off see you later yeah so you've been sitting down and writing and then uh kind of exciting one of the exciting things going on is you're you're a lifeway writer I am a Lifeway writer. You're a Lifeway writer, so you get to go to headquarters. <laughs> I just went to Nashville last week to get my new assignment for Sunday school curriculum for next winter that and, I'll be writing. And it was really exciting whenever they sent, you know, I work at the church. I'm a pastor. Uh, so we order the Lifeway material. And it comes in a little bit early, and they kind of stack it in these shelves to kind of get it ready to hand out to all the classes. And I walked over there and picked it up, and there there was your name, written by Melissa Edgington. Pretty cool. The yeah. curriculum that I wrote last year will be hitting Sunday school classrooms this, week. this Sunday. How exciting. <laughs> this, is, this is neat. Yeah, it's really cool. And then you got called back, so they want you to go and write some more. And so that must have made you feel like you are sort of Southern Baptist royalty. <laughs> Well, any time that you get invited to go to the Lifeway building, you really feel like, you know, especially if you were a GA or an act teen like I was, mm-hmm. you just really feel like you have made it. You're feeling it. Yeah. When they you walk in there and they give you that Lifeway lanyard to oh, wear around. Oh, really? Yeah. You get a name tag when you go? You get a lanyard. It doesn't have your name on it. It says guest. <laughs> Well, that kind of, but still, kind of takes the fun out of it. Still, does it open doors? No, but it does tell people that you're allowed to go up there where all the people oh, work. Okay. Otherwise, you're just on the first floor where the Lifeway store is, just looking around, just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to make it up the escalator, you got to have elevator. A elevator. Yeah. You got to have a. <laughs> got to have a lanyard. You got to have your lanyard. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you put your guest lanyard on, <laughs> you go up to the conference room, get on Diet Coke. Yeah, it's really, it is really fun. And the people that work there and the other writers who come in for those conferences are so nice, the mm-hmm. nicest people. And you're sitting in this conference room that with just this whole glass wall where you can see downtown Nashville. Mm. It's really cool. So, what kind of snacks do they have? That's what people really want to know. Um, lots of good snacks. They have candy out on the table all the time, just buckets of candy. Really? And they rolled in this big, giant thing full of every drink, you know, that you could want. See, because I would think at a Southern Baptist thing, it would be more like casseroles. Well, here's here's <laughs> the thing, is that for lunch, we had Chick-fil-A catered. <laughs> 
Now everybody wants the Popeyes. No, no, no. Come on. Yeah, we're not going to be betraying. We eat God's chicken. Yeah, God's bird, the gospel bird, Chick-fil-A. So in in my, so they had these little boxes, you know, Chick-fil-A boxes, box lunch. And they had these waffle fry chips in there. They're Chick-fil-A brand waffle fry chips. For who, what company makes them? Chick-fil-A. But like it's like Lay's or something? What is it? I don't know. It looks just like all their packaging. It's like a white package with the red Chick-fil-A. And they're waffle fry potato chips. Yes. Huh. I've never heard of that. They're good. That must be a Lifeway exclusive. <laughs> I don't know. And so that's the only Lifeway store left. Did, did you go buy something in there? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no more. They've they've shut them all down. They're not going to shut that one down. Yeah. Well, they don't need to. That you got to have the flagship store. Yeah. If you go to if you go to headquarters. But that's really cool. So we're excited about that. You've um, you know been writing some some neat blogs, getting some exposure, um, getting a little retweet. <laughs> Getting a little sharing. Oh, so the big deal this week, or what is today? Was that this week? Yeah, it was this weekend. Mm-hmm. The big deal was that Ann Voskamp, <laughs> dude, she shared one of my blog posts on her weekend, you know, a la carte kind of thing that she does, and that was pretty big deal. That really made me feel special whenever she shared it. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's that's like. The ultimate mom blogger. Would you say that's what she is now? She's she's I don't she's know. gone beyond. I mom. wouldn't call her a mom blogger. What would you call her? You would call her a. I don't know. She's she's a little. She's she's far beyond most of us in. Yeah. Writing. Yeah, she is really writes neat things. She has a gift. She does with language and communication. She does, and she likes to take pictures. Yeah. Is she is, are those all her pictures that are that are taken? I probably. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. You should you should you you should do that. Just put some pictures up with your blog. I guess you do that every time, but they're not your pictures. Yeah. It's like you go and like take a picture of a. I remember whenever you wanted me to do that before, and I started out trying to find pictures that I could take to go with blog posts, and, t- and I realized. You don't um, take pictures very they're well. They're free pictures that professional photographers have taken. <laughs> I think I'll just use that. <laughs> yes. Instead of just going out in the front yard and grabbing a picture of the flowers. Yeah. Or the tree. Yeah, it never quite looks the same, does it? No. <laughs> I never realized. I would always think, well, how are they able to do this? You know, like, how can they make these people look so good? I had no idea of Photoshop, uh, processes, all these things that they buy. Yeah. That is what kind of gives everything that look, the pro look. Yeah. And then I'm just more like the snapshot look. <laughs> yeah. Our pictures are more just like the weird shadows and the, yeah, bad light, a little bit grainy. <laughs> it's, it's artistic. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that you, picture taking has really changed. That when you see a bit, ba- when a, when a baby gets its picture taken, it wants to see the screen. Yeah. But back in the day, you just took a picture and then you you didn't see it for until the roll was used up. Mm-hmm. And then then somebody had to bother to take them down to the drugstore or wherever you I don't even know where you 
where you took those things to. Um, or, you know, someone had to actually take them out of the junk drawer and remember to go take them and get them developed. Yeah, and it's weird, isn't it, how few pictures were taken back then compared to now. I mean, it would take a long time sometimes to fill a whole roll of like 32 or 24 or whatever they came in yeah. of pictures well, because you, you would just take two for Easter or whatever. Because you then, didn't want to waste it. Yeah, you weren't taking... 14 shots of the same yeah, thing. Now, like now we a do picture. Now. Pop, 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 pop. It's no big deal. Yeah. There's no film. But film was expensive. And and so you you work, you kind of conserved it because you remember it had the little counter on there to tell you how many? Mm-hmm. And you'd wind it. Yeah. Take another one. I mean, that's some really old technology we were all using. And you'd get a camera, the little black 35 millimeter camera. When we got yeah. married, I mean, that's still the kind of camera that was being used yeah we had that and our photographer used a polaroid camera he was terrible (laughs) he didn't i don't think he had a real camera i think he acted like he was a real photographer and he was just taking pictures with one of those like you know snapshot that's always what i worry about now at weddings have you noticed that yeah i'm always telling you oh i don't know about this photographer they've got because we had such a bad he was using a disposable camera I think you take pictures at our wedding. Speaking of weird shadows and grainy pictures, all of our wedding pictures. <laughs> yeah, well, they're terrible. They're we, so Chad bad. and I have even talked about doing a a reshoot, like a wedding reshoot, just from a long way off where you can't tell how old we are. Yeah, now. just give us some like actual ma- wedding pictures. Just put us out there in a field where you yeah. can't really see the wrinkles. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. <laughs> well, anyway, so. Um, we were going to, you know, kind of our format, our blog format is talk about. You mean podcasts? I mean, yeah, podcasts. Did I say <laughs> podcast? That's exactly what this is. You know what? We're just plodding through life together. <laughs> we're just really into the daily grind of just one foot in front of the other. Christian living is not just a series of mountaintop experiences. It's much time spent in the valley. <laughs> So it's a podcast. But on the podcast, our our uh, <laughs> format is talk about silly things for a little while, and then transition to the the meat. You know, <laughs> some wa- some will want to listen because they're wondering what instrument is Sawyer going to play in the band, and then other people are thinking, is there anything that can redeem my time for having spent with <laughs> you guys? Yeah. Half an hour of my life is gone, and I don't really know what that was all about. So yeah. let's redeem the time. Okay. For the days are evil. It's a Bible verse. <laughs> Who's going to redeem the time, you or me? It's got to be you. <laughs> okay, well, here's something that we've just been thinking about lately. And... You know, it's partly because I have, I think, been going through kind of this transition of the kids going back to school and getting back on the schedule again and, you know, just all the stuff starting up. And I've just been feeling very discouraged for Mm -hmm. the past few weeks. And it's partly, it's just a lot of things, you know, a lot of church-related things and just... You know, just kind of like plodding through life, you know. Sometimes you can get discouraged. It's true. 
And then today, our friend Scott Jeffries put up a blog post um, about how God doesn't share your pessimism about what's going on. And I just love that idea. I've been thinking about it all day. Just that idea that we can get so bogged down in the little things. You know, even today, I think I, I said to you, I've got to stop being so bothered by every time somebody does this or that. Just says a little thing. Yeah, I had just, you know, in the past few weeks, I've been so, you know, self-centered, really, and just thinking about how I feel about everything. To where it got to where every time that somebody responded in a way that wasn't exactly how I wanted them to, to something I was talking about, I took it personally, you know, mm. and I and I was like, well, there you go. They're just discouraging me, too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't want to go through life having a, a pessimistic outlook. I mean, whenever we start getting discouraged, we have to stop and say, look at this hope that I have. Look at this hope that I have in Christ. And everything about him is good and pure and beautiful. And he gives us so many beautiful gifts in this life that we don't deserve. And so getting discouraged about all of the things that the world throws at you, I mean, if we're really focused on Christ, then it makes it a lot harder to do that. And if we're trying to see things through his eyes and from his perspective. Right. So I think we all know people. We run across people that are sort of the, uh, the Eeyores of life. Yeah. You know, they're just everything. Uh, the The world's against me. Uh, there's no point in my living. Everyone hates me. I'm not good at my job. I'm not good at raising kids. I'm not, you know, you just, you just run into people that it's a constant, it's one note that they play. Mm-hmm. And that is that their life is terrible. And so you, we all know them and sometimes we are them, mm-hmm. right? But so, so whenever you're encountering a person like that, you're like, what are you talking about? I mean, that's usually the way that, like, whenever you meet the wah, wah person in your <laughs> life, like, what, what do you, what's wrong? What do you mean? Th- things are great. You're, you're completely misreading the whole circumstance that's surrounding your life. Right. Because we're, we're seeing it from an, from another perspective. We're certainly always thinking how it could be worse. I mean, you're thinking, well, your kids are healthy. You're healthy. You're, you, know, you have a job. You have food to eat. I mean, there's all these people that have it way worse than you and you've got a bad, you know, you're pessimistic and you've lost all hope. Uh, you know, so your, your, your perspective, whenever you get into the want, want phase yourself, maybe, maybe it does sort of become inwardly focused or not considering the act, not it's like not the truth that you're thinking about. Right. The truth is there's all these wonderful things going on, and the, and you're, you're you're probably believing a lie that every that you know things aren't going to work out that it's all doom and gloom, and so um, our friend Scott Jeffries has put up a, a blog today. Uh, his blog is called Grow Up Blog. Is that what it's actually called? Uh-huh. We've talked about him before. But he put up grow up on grow up blog this that idea, and I texted him right after I read it, and I said, "That's great, you know, I, I uh, you know, I really needed that, and that was great." And I had actually emailed him a copy of my sermon. He said, "Well, I kind of got the idea from the sermon." I said, "Yeah, well, it, you know, makes made sense to me because I've started preaching in Daniel, and you know, Daniel, these guys had like the worst thing happen to them. Their their city comes under siege by Nebuchadnezzar." 
they're carted off a thousand miles away from home and put in a strange place. Um, probably made Unix. I mean, we don't know for sure, but that would be, you know, like the worst thing you could think of happening. Yeah. It probably happened to them. And yet the whole book of Daniel is not really a book about how bad things are going to be because you're away from home. It's about how you can be away from home and be in a, in a, in a circumstance that's not maybe ideal and you can still have hope and you can be happy and you can plant vineyards and you can raise children and get married and build homes and pray for the welfare of your city. And it's a very hopeful book of basically saying when you're not in the ideal circumstance, you right actually be exactly where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And so if we kind of just always have a doom and gloom attitude, um, I think we're missing a lot of what God is doing in our life. And you're going to come under, you know, attack. You're going to be sad. Um, there's a certain sadness that just comes along with living in a world where people are ignoring the person you love the most. And as long as people are going to just, you know, ignore God's commands and live with a different set of values that you do, and that's always going to be the prevailing culture, it's always going to be against God mm-hmm. um, and, and what he would desire, that makes you sad. So there's already some kind of built-in sadness, but we have to look at it from his point of view. Hey, one of these days, everything's going to be set right. There's going to be justice. Things are going to be made new. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and you're going to help me rule it. Yeah. And when you get that perspective, even though you think, well, that's a long way off, it gives you hope. So I think, you know, there, there's hopefully that will help redeem your time that you... <laughs> You're thinking, you know, I just wasted all this time listening to this podcast, but all hope is not lost. Yeah. Maybe something good will happen in my life. And I'm even going to end this podcast with a quote from A.W. Pink. There you go. Oh, this was good. I saw this today, too. He said, afflictions are light when compared with what we really deserve. They're light when compared with sufferings of the Lord Jesus. But perhaps their real lightness is best seen by comparing them with the weight of glory, which is waiting us. Mm, Yeah, that's great. So, super word. It's good to be back on the podcast. We're a little out of practice. I feel feel a little out of practice. Yeah, me too. Like my brain is not firing like it normally does when I put on the headphones. Yeah. We'll get back into it. It is just like anything else. You know, you just got to Podcasting is like riding a bicycle. Yeah, you, you fall off a few times after you haven't done it for a while, and then you're a little wobbly. You're a little wobbly, yeah. Then you get it. Speaking of that, I'll tell one more story before we get off the air. Sawyer and I rode in the hotter than hell 100 bike race, but we only did the seven mile ride. A lot of guys do the hundred mile ride. This is a big race in Wichita Falls, Texas, where they have 13,000 13, bike riders. Bike riders come out and race. In the hottest part of the summer. the summer in Texas. That's why they call it the hotter than hell. The hotter than hell. It's not called hotter than hell. It's called hotter than hotter, hotter hotter hell. hell. But it really wasn't hotter than hell that morning. It was actually, it was actually cool. quite nice because it had rained. Yeah. So, so maybe on the next podcast, we can talk about our awesome experience in the hotter than hell <laughs> 100 <laughs> bike race. Yeah. Because it was, it was pretty exciting and fun. Yeah. So we'll talk about bicycles on our next episode of season two (laughs) of the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.